0: Turn with me in your Bibles tonight to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Starting in verse 1. <coughs> this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You know, I've read this Scripture many times. I've even preached on it a few times. And I, I was thinking about this tonight and God uh, kind of gave me a different perspective on it. You know, the Word of God is like that. You can, you can use it in a lot of different ways. Uh, not to diminish the truth of the, of the Word, but sometimes it may mean one thing to you in one aspect of your life, and then another time it can be used in almost a totally different manner. But the truth is still the same. So as I was looking at this, I began to think about this verse here. Verse 6 says, For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts, ever learning, and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And, you know, the the obvious thought there is women, y'all need to watch out, Right? But I want you to see a different perspective on this tonight. Let's let's take out that word woman and let's talk about the church. Okay? What is the body of Christ called oftentimes? It's called the bride of Christ, right? Okay, so in many ways, the church itself is referred to as a woman in a sense because our bridegroom is Jesus Christ. Okay? Okay? <clears throat> so as i looked at this god spoke to me and he said kevin if if churches aren't careful this is what can happen to them how many of y'all would look at those first few verses and say that we are definitely living in times like that right Whether this is the time that it's specifically talking about, I don't know. But I know almost every one of those things I've read applies to today. We see those kind of people. And in fact, it's not just we know some people like that. It's the predominant force that we see in the world today. Especially when you see the part about people hating the righteous people, right? I mean, they they totally despise Christians today. Okay, so we know we are living in those kind of times. So what do we as the body of Christ need to be on the lookout for? Well, it says that you have to be aware that those people try to creep in. It says they would do it and you'd be unaware, right? So we we need to be on the watch for that. So what does that mean? Well... The example that I begin to think of, and y'all, I give all credit to God on this. This isn't anything I just dreamed up. This is this is God. He took me back to Adam and Eve. <clears throat> you see, Adam was not the one that was deceived. Okay? Adam had his own problems, but he wasn't deceived. Eve was deceived. Okay? Satan came to Eve the weaker vessel and deceived her into eating the fruit. She then went to Adam and convinced him to eat it. Okay? So there's a few things there we need to take away from this and we can tie it into the Scriptures I've already read. Okay? First of all, Satan attacked the weaker vessel. Secondly, He did it while they were apart. Okay? So, as I begin to think about that, God, has, God showed me that as the bride of Christ, the body of Christ, the church today, however you want to word it, as we separate from Jesus and go our own ways, what happens? There becomes an open door then that the enemy can come in and deceive us. So our number one priority in life, and and I'm talking about the body of Christ tonight, but this equally applies to each and every one of us sitting here tonight in our own individual lives our number one priority should be make sure we are staying close to the bridegroom. Because when we stay with Him, the chances of us being deceived are greatly diminished. We need to walk with Him. Okay? Let's look at a few of these things. Lovers of their own own selves. Covetous. As I'm reading these, I want you to just kind of do a self-examination real quick. I promise you, you'll find one that applies to you. Right? And I'm not standing above you here. I guarantee you I can find some that, that's me, man reason why I'm telling you that is not to make you feel guilt right now I'm trying to point out to you how easy it is for these things to crop up in our lives Okay, covetous boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful that tells you something about a heart right there if you're unthankful unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers. What? Why is that even in the list? That's not something they teach today, y'all. Y'all hear me? Amen. See, when I was a kid, I came in on the tail end of this because you don't see it today. Before me, it was very... Dominant. Your word was your bond. If you don't have your word, you don't have anything. If you can't tell somebody I'm going to do it and then you stand by it, what, are you, what good is anything you say? But what do you see today? People's words worth nothing. People tell you they're going to do something. Shh. You don't know if they're going to or not. Truth breakers, right? False accusers. Incontinent, furious, despisers of those that are good. We see that all over the place today. Traitors. No loyalty. Heady, high-minded. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. That is is America all in one package right there, y'all. So, as we look at these things, and I ask you to examine yourself. Now, how many of them did you see? I guarantee you saw some, right? I mean, that's just natural, right? Because we we are sinful by nature, but we are also... We, we have this dual personality in some ways because a lot of us go out into the world and we live a little differently sometimes than what we live when we're, when we're around those that we uh, call our brothers and sisters in Christ. Those things ought not to be, the Bible says, right? <laughs> but they are, right? Well, I mean, all of us can say from time to time we have not lived the way we should have lived. Here we are sitting amongst Christians and we can see that those things are there if we don't do something about them. Okay, so how important is it that we be on guard for those things? I would say it's very important. You see, it's not just an outsider coming in that we've got to be on guard about. Because ourselves if we don't stay close to Christ and try everything we can to walk in the spirit on a regular daily basis guess what happens that old man begins to creep in and we'll be led away by our lust there's another scripture I want to read to you that will help bring this together 1st John chapter 2 turn over there please Remember, we need to stay close to the bridegroom. Stay close to Jesus. That verse we just read a while ago what were the silly women deceived by? They said they were led away with divers' lust. First John chapter 2, verse 15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Y'all, that's pretty plain speak right there. Verse 16, for all that is in the world, and you might want to just underline these in your Bible if you're so inclined. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So these, these are things that we've got to be on guard in our own lives. Y'all, this is, this is heavy stuff right here. I don't, I don't, I don't preach these kind of things lightly. What is the lust of of the flesh? Well, fornication, gluttony, drunkenness, anything that appeases the flesh. Okay. Lust of the eyes. Hey, you notice I didn't just say eating and drinking. I said gluttony and drunkenness. Those are two different things, aren't they? One of them is, is just, I need to take care of the needs of this body. Another one is appeasing my fleshly desires. See, those are two vastly different things. Lust of the eyes. Covetousness. Longing for material things. Sexual sexual sins. This ties right in with the lust of the flesh, because first you see and you 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 want, and then the next thing is to begin to act upon that with your flesh. Right? Pride of life is an ambition for high titles or positions, living for luxurious things. Okay, is it wrong to have nice things? No. But is that what you live for? Is, is that all you, you long for in your life? Desire for worldly recognition? Those kind of things are the pride of life. So John describes here the things of the world that you really need to be on guard about. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life. We go back to that first set of scriptures I read. You know what? That all fits right in. Verse seven describes, back in the second Timothy describes the church that, you know, in a lot of ways, if we're, if we're not careful, it is the picture a picture of the church, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth people preaching with just empty sermons Sunday school teachers teaching just empty lessons people sitting under those those instructors and receiving instruction but it doesn't do any good because it's empty why because it's being taught and distributed by people that are tied up in sin in their life you see I can tell I can tell you a, a group of words And it means absolutely nothing to you. But I can speak under the anointing and say the same things and it'd be the very thing you needed to hear in that moment. Me getting up and reading Scripture is not the only thing that's necessary, you see. There has to be something else tied with it. And what the problem in churches today is is that they have allowed too many of these things to creep into their own lives. And what happens is they eventually become more and more separated from the bridegroom. Listen, my responsibility as a child of God is to be going into the world preaching the gospel, not going into the world and... Enjoying being out there. He didn't save me that I might enjoy this life. You hear that? That's not what the world teaches you today. I'm here to tell you today, Christians, you were not saved so that you might enjoy this life. If you do enjoy some along the way, That's just bonus. But your goal needs to be about serving Him. You see, I have a reward coming one day and I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. But until I get there, i got work to do. And I've got to stay tied to my Savior and my King as I begin to separate the enemy comes and attacks, as I distance myself from him. Because I want to tell you right now, you can't do those things and stay close to him. Because you're not going to drag him into it. He will not have any part in it. You say, well, I can still do these things and still be a Christian. Wrong. Wrong. You may still have religion, but you're not Christ-like. You say, well, Jesus hung out with sinners. Yeah, He did. (laughs) But He didn't act like them. I want to tell y'all something today. You can't win the lost acting like them. You can't. And you see churches today that want to create all sorts of things to be more, and they do it under the terms relevant. You know what that means? Compromise. When you get down to it. It says, I'm going to compromise my beliefs so that I can make this, all this teaching and this preaching more palatable to a worldly person. You know how it's more palatable? Because it's not the truth anymore. They have become deceived because they've separated themselves from Jesus Christ. When you tie yourself to Him, there is a certain standard that has to be maintained. You can't walk like the world and be like Him at the same time. So how did Satan deceive Eve? I want to drive this point home tonight, y'all. He watched. Waited till she was apart from her husband. I ain't here to pick on women tonight, y'all. Because we, the body of Christ, are that woman. If we're not careful... We get out away from our husband, our bridegroom, Jesus Christ, and say, you know what? I'm just going to go out here and look around and see what's going on. What was she even doing over by that tree? Have y'all ever asked yourself that question? She had already been instructed don't even touch it. What was she doing over there? See anybody with any kind of sense, y'all, and you, hang on, because this'll bite you if you ain't careful. Anybody with any kind of sense says, "He said, don't even touch it. I'm gonna steer clear of it. I don't want to get over there and accidentally trip and fall into the thing. You know, Lord, I didn't mean to touch it. I, I fell." You see, someone that is trying to live a holy and righteous life says, I don't even want to go near it. Because I might trip and fall into that thing. Y'all hear what I'm saying today? Because this is the world we live in. Listen, child of God, if you know that thing is sin, stay away from it, man. And y'all, I'm not telling you this tonight from a point of perfection like I've already attained because I see me do the same stupid things. And when I come to myself, as the Bible says, I look back and say, what did I even go near it for? Right? Why did I even go over there? Because I had separated myself from my bridegroom. See, if I'd have clung to Him, He would have never led me that direction. Do you hear that? He will never lead you that direction. You say, well, preacher, who are you preaching to tonight? Preaching to every single one of us. This ain't just a message for the teenagers. This ain't just a message for the older folks. This is for everybody. Because I guarantee you, every one of us has these little battles and struggles going on in our life. And I'm telling you right now, I don't care if if your problem is just distancing yourself from people. You say, well, I don't have any of those problems that you mentioned I, I just don't like to go to church that's a problem because you're separating yourself from the body of Christ you say well, going, I don't have to go to church do I? no you don't have to but is that what you want to do? I want to stay as close to Him as I can be y'all the closer I am to Him the less chance I see of Satan deceiving me. You see, because then I have a point of reference that I know is true. And when I tie myself to Jesus, my point of reference is always true. And when the enemy comes at me with with a lie, I see it for what it is. But when I separate from him and get out on my own, there's a whole lot of things that seem right to a man. The Bible says the end of them is the ways of death. That's what will get you.